We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com podcast. If you're watching the video version over on YouTube, welcome. Make sure that you are subscribing on YouTube, and don't forget to turn on those notifications. Podcast listeners, if you're over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, give us that five-star rating and review. Love going in and reading all of those reviews. A lot to talk about today. Hasn't been a great season, obviously, for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mercifully, we are nearing the end here. Oh, the end, finally. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about still because now it's time to play the blame game. That's right. We've hit that part of the year. Joining me to help out is Matt the Optimist Peralta, Optimism Prime. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Trevor. Technically, we're not we're not dead in the water yet. There's still a very, very, very long shot. The Lakers can extend their season. But uh, like you, I am not actually foreseeing that. So I'm great otherwise. I I don't think, yeah, mathematically they may not be eliminated, but let's face it, they're probably eliminated here. Um, But let's get into this, because right now, with the Lakers being all but done, right, all but done, we're seeing a lot of finger pointing. That's that's starting to happen, and that's going to continue happening. We're going to see a lot of people coming out. There's going to be a lot of stories about, oh, well, so-and-so really wanted to do this, or, you know, the front office wanted to get this done, LeBron wanted this, whatever. Like, that kind of stuff is going to start trickling out, particularly once we get into the exit interviews and all of that. I'm expecting some behind-the-scenes information to start leaking out. Magic Johnson today decided to kick things off with a little media blitz, uh, went on a few different ESPN properties, both television and radio, take a few shots at the Lakers, particularly at the front office, and some of the decisions they made, a lot of it hinging around DeMar DeRozan and whether or not the Lakers should have taken him over Russell Westbrook. Matt, I have a hard time when I'm looking at this because some of the things Magic is saying, and we'll, we'll break it down, but some of the things Magic is saying is correct, and some of it is so... Far from correct. It's about as wrong as you can possibly be. And I worry about it misleading the fan base. And I know you were talking before we came on the air here about you're worried about this. This is only going to serve to upset fans even further. 
Yeah, if you've been living under a rock, then, you know, I'm glad you're listening into the podcast or watching the video. But Magic basically came out today and said the Lakers could have had all these good players Mm -hmm. and the Lakers would have been fine in playing in the Western Conference Championship this year. And I can't even begin to tell you how far my eyes rolled back when I first listened to it. Um, I guess salary cap and rules don't apply to Magic when he is on in the front office. Um, and I would like to point out this is why Rob Palinka has a job is because he understands that he has to under uh, he has to operate under certain parameters. Um, but yeah, my my thing about this is wh- why say this now? There's still three games left. Um, you know, the Lakers technically still have a shot to make the playoffs, but this serves no other purpose. It doesn't. This is just Magic saying, look, I was right. The Lakers are wrong. I'm the better guy here. They should have listened to me. What's the, what's the point of doing this right now? It's weird timing. It almost feels like it's because, well, hey, in a week, week and a half or whatever, the season's over. People really aren't going to be paying attention to NBA basketball in L.A. at that point. Sorry, Clippers, but let's face it. People aren't going to be paying <laughs> attention to NBA basketball in L.A. once the Lakers are done. This is his last chance, right? This is the time now. If you're going to make any waves, you better do it right now. Clock's ticking because once the season ends, there's going to be a drought of basketball in L.A., right? Between the end of the season and, of course, draft time, right? When we get into all the offseason stuff, then everything will ramp up again. So Magic is is seizing this opportunity. And by the way, I do want to preface this by saying that Magic Johnson is my favorite Laker of all time. Like, I'm not not here if there's no Magic Johnson, right? He, He was my first connection to the Lakers, doesn't mean I don't disagree with some of the things that he he says and does, but his his place in the franchise is indisputable. I believe Kobe is the greatest Laker of all time, but Magic Johnson embodied everything that the Lakers franchise organization, the team, the spirit, what it was all supposed to be about. Showtime. The NBA might not be where it's at right now without Magic Johnson. So, of course, all of this is with that in mind and with that context, but still, even with all of that added in, the timing is a bit odd for Magic to jump out and say, oh, I told him, I told you guys, I told you to take DeRozan and instead you took Westbrook and look at what happened if you had just listened to me. And this feels like a shot at the Lakers front office. So why take that shot right now, Matt? Why, why, why even do this at this point? Because we're petty and we like to pile on when we can. <laughs> That's... I, I genuinely can't understand why this this could have come out like in August and it would have been, you know, fine, I guess. I mean, not fine, but I, I, this is just another distraction. There's something about magic and wanting to disrupt the end of a season. <laughs> That's right. I don't I don't know. That <laughs> might be just me. I don't know. For anybody who is a new Lakers fan, if you are a new Lakers fan, bless you. I mean, what a trooper. <laughs> This is Earned your stripes early. Right. I mean, this has been, this is the worst season in Lakers history. This is the worst season. So if you are a new Lakers fan, I'm sorry. It it will get better. It will, it will get better. This is the worst season in Lakers history. But uh, if you're a new Lakers fan, Magic infamously quit from his front office job as, as president right before the end of the season, held this impromptu press conference, didn't tell the Lakers, just said, I'm out. See you guys. And uh, and so, yeah, there was there, there was all that drama. But let's start here. Magic said that DeMar DeRozan wanted to play for the Lakers, that he spoke to DeMar DeRozan's agent, and that he passed it along, even through and that he threw a no-look pass, because it's Magic, and that he basically said, I set everything up for the front office, 
DeMar DeRozan was all good to go. And then suddenly, suddenly LeBron started talking to Russell Westbrook and everything changed. And I set them up with, with DeMar DeRozan. I think it's a little bit of revisionist history. It's a little bit hindsight being 2020. DeRozan's had a fantastic season. Russell Westbrook is not. To now say, oh, I told him to take DeMar DeRozan. Matt, you and I were talking before we came on here. If we go back in time, DeMar DeRozan was no clear-cut, sure thing to fix the problems the Lakers had this season. Looking now, you can say, oh, yes, clearly they should have taken DeMar DeRozan. But back then, there were just as many question marks about the fit. I'm not talking about contract yet, but the fit of DeMar DeRozan as there were about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of skeptical about adding DeMar just from a fit standpoint as well, because I think the whole thing about that was are we sure a third high usage player is going to be able to flourish next to LeBron and AD? Um, obviously, I DeMar was having a really... He was having great seasons in San Antonio. I think it had gone under the radar because they weren't winning as much. And I thought DeMar would have been a great piece. It's just um, I was very, very skeptical about a sign-and-trade situation. I didn't want the Lakers to hard-cap themselves again and hamstring any injury, uh, any chance to add to the roster. Um, so if he was going to come on a mid-level, which is hilarious to think about now considering with the contract he signed mm -hmm. that would have been awesome but the kind of money that i think he was going to get in the open market i think the lakers weren't going to be able to afford and the way this thing's played out it, it kind of made sense to go after russ given that the lakers had enough salary to go out and do that trade and still keep some people but i'm sure we're going to relitigate this a bunch over this, <laughs> this conversation but the only reason why you trade for us is so you can keep guys like caruso and tht uh, the front office did not do that. So if you want to throw pot shots at them for not doing that, by all means, I'm I'm there with you. But as far as going back to Demar, it's it wasn't the cleanest fit. Mm -hmm. I, I still think that you know I would probably lean Russ if I had to do that trade again or that situation mm -hmm. again. But hindsight's 2020. If you told me what I know today, I would do that Demar trade in in a heartbeat for sure. So you're talking if you were just weighing if we we had no idea what the outcome was of this current season. Sure. We hop in the DeLorean, get up to 88 miles per hour, and we go back to, la to last summer. And we're looking at it, and you think, three years of DeMar DeRozan, and you're going to pay him, whatever, about $80 million over those three years. Or you can have two years of Russ, and you're going to pay him about $90 million. So you're going to pay him more, but it's going to be a shorter-term shorter, shorter -term contract. But, but... If you go with Russ, no hard cap. If you go with DeMar DeRozan, you're triggering a hard cap, and then that limits your moves from there. You're saying you you could make, I think you can make an argument either way. Now, yep. again, looking back now, you could say, oh, well, they should have gone to Rosen, sure. But back then, this was a very re real debate, and that hard cap was really a big deal that a lot of us were talking about and why it was going to be a challenge to build out a roster for the Lakers. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, that was the whole thing. It's We had seen what hard capping them could do. I mean, I remember fans were in our mentions all the time, like, why can't the Lakers make this trade? Why can't they do this deal? And it's like, well, they hard capped themselves. Um, so I knew the front office wasn't going to want to do that again. And DeMar DeRozan, as great of a player as he is, and again, knowing what we know now, you probably want to hard cap yourself for, for someone like that. But at the time, it's really hard to make that judgment call. So I think the Lakers kind of just fumbled the bag after the rest trade. Um, and that's that's the situation we find ourselves in now. Now, Magic, yeah, I mean, the, the this was the tough part, was after Russ, they still let Caruso go. Like, yeah. that was that was the whole, that was a big part, that was one of the big selling points of, hey, go with Russell Westbrook, then you can keep THD, you can keep Alex Caruso. The Lakers effectively avoided a hard cap by not going with DeRozan, and then hard cap themselves by not wanting to spend money. They shot themselves in the foot. They, they took the advantage of going the Westbrook route and said, no, thank you. We don't want that advantage. We'll let this guy walk away anyway. That That is where, if you're Magic Johnson and you're pointing at the Lakers organization, you're pointing at the front office, and you're saying you should have never let this guy go, yeah, yes, 100%. Not everything that Magic said was, was incorrect. That, I think, is a very fair and just criticism of this Lakers front office and the decision-making of this past offseason. There's no way that you let Alex Caruso go when you had just taken the path that would allow you to keep him. I think it kind of just goes to show their attitude or mentality toward the role players on teams. I think they've kind of dug their heels in the sand and said, we can build championship teams as long as we have superstars. Mm. I think the core of that belief is fine. It's just that at a certain point, you have to start thinking about continuity, chemistry, you know, the locker room, keeping guys around longer and rewarding those types of players. And so losing someone like Caruso, I don't know if that necessarily makes or breaks this Lakers season, but they're definitely a lot better with him in a Lakers jersey versus without. I don't think you can argue that. Um, and I've been saying this a long time, too. Team building is a very fragile thing. Mm -hmm. The Lakers were able to strike gold in 2019 when they traded for Anthony Davis, signed all these veteran guys and just, you know, took off running. Trying to replicate that again was very, very unfeasible. And to see them try to do it again probably this summer, I'm, I'm very queasy about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous as well. And this is why I've been saying I think you need a new voice in the front office. I'm not saying you get rid of Rob, but I think you need another voice there. Um, because I think the decision making from this last offseason warrants that. It warrants another voice in there to kind of check some of that, that power there. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. But that's what I would prefer to see. That said, I think what one thing that Magic said is going to upset Lakers fans more than anything else. And it's false. It's not accurate. It's not true. Mm -hmm. He said the Lakers could have had Buddy Heald and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he could have, could have had those guys, both of them. He called them young guys. They're not really that young. But you could have had no. both those guys. And, and so first of all, the first part of that, that's false. That's not true. So Lakers fans running around saying, we could have had DeRozan and Buddy Heald. No. No. 
You couldn't have. And then Magic threw this in just to like dig the knife in a little deeper. He said, we get to keep Caruso. We get to keep KCP. He's telling Lakers fans that they could have kept, could have got DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heal, keep Alex Caruso and keep KCP. And that's, that's mind-blowing. No, there, there's no way to actually make that happen because math, it's a thing. Math is a thing. It's a thing. And the salary cap is a, is a thing. So, Matt, what? I don't even, like, let's forget the salary cap. Forget the, the, the numbers for a minute. Just in terms of what you'd have to trade, there was no feasible way to trade for DeMar DeRozan and trade for Buddy Heald. Right? I think so. I, I We were kind of talking about this off air. And, you know, going back to the DeMar point, I guess, theoretically, under a hard cap, what DeMar would have signed for might have made it feasible. But sure. if we're assuming that he got anything close to what he signed with the Bulls, which is three for 82 million, basically, there was no way that that was going to work. Mm -hmm. The Lakers could have done that deal. But then what does the rest of the roster look like? <laughs> so Caruso, KCP in that sense? No. <laughs> There's a lot of fans no. out here right now saying... It probably looks just like it does right now. And if they're probably right. Yeah. You know, we would have had to hit on a Stanley Johnson. We would have needed to sign an Austin Reeves. We would have needed to get Wendell Gabriel a lot earlier. That's the kind of roster you're looking at. But as far as what Magic said goes, uh, it's just financially, it just wasn't going to work. Mm -hmm. um, unless we're talking about aggregating sign and trade salaries where, you know, you sign Caruso, you sign THT, you send those salaries mm -hmm. out. Kuz and Trez have to go out in a separate deal. Um, Kyle Kuzma is a very big part of this, right? Yeah. Like, think about from the Spurs perspective from this whole situation. They weren't going to just trade DeMar to the Lakers if they weren't going to get a player they liked back, right? So, Greg Popovich Kuzma is not helping the Lakers. Or if, yeah, if there's any Pop's way to avoid it, he's not helping the Lakers. Exactly. So, I'm assuming that Kuz would have had to go to San Antonio to get DeMar. Mm -hmm. Not only to make the money work, but to make the assets attractive enough for them to pull that deal. So, then what does that leave you to Sacramento? right to get healed Tress is for sure going yep. and then do you do you sign and trade THT for healed in that case or Caruso is is that how that works I mean if, if they're interested in that but I mean if we're looking at just the the pieces that are on the table and the pieces that the Lakers were trading this offseason you can't double trade Kyle Kuzma right no. because you would need him in the deal with the Spurs you would need him in a theoretical deal to get Buddy healed it was going to be Kyle Kuzma and Trez for Buddy healed that was the deal with the Kings. The deal with the Spurs, we heard, was probably KCP and Kuzma. And then yeah, and then you're hard capping yourself. So you can't you can't clone Kyle Kuzma. There's no there's no way to do that. So there's there wasn't a path to getting both of those guys, right? That that realistically works. Maybe, maybe there's some way you can do it under the under the cap and still somehow make it happen. But you, just, you didn't have the assets. If you had another player at like 13 million, okay. Or maybe you figure out some way to work out a sign and trade. Okay. But then filling out the rest of your roster is going to be really difficult. So right there, just saying we could have Buddy Heald, could have had DeMar DeRozan, both of those guys together. That's probably not true. Even if there was some way to squeeze it in under the, the salary cap, just barely or something, you didn't have the assets to make both those deals happen. But then even if you figured out some way, some crazy, you know, hey, Kings, you love you love THT. We're going to sign and trade him to you, and that's going to work. And I'll, Okay, you figure out something there. He went on to say you get to keep Caruso and you keep KCP. Nope. There's no way to make that happen. 
So again, the, all all this is going to do is just infuriate Lakers fans even further. Like, oh my gosh, we could have had all of these guys. The front office blew it. And this just puts more pressure on Jeannie Boss, who's supposed to be you know one of his best friends, and the Lakers front office. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For what? Because a lot of fans are going to hear Magic say that. They're going to listen to him. They're going to hear it on ESPN. They're going to watch him on ESPN. And they're going to assume it's true. And it's not. Yeah, that's, that's again, why it's upsetting. And this is why this is not the greatest of times to do this. Because there's already been so much turmoil. Why, why keep adding to it? Why, why keep throwing gasoline on the fire? And then you know what the dirty secret is about this, Trevor? Hmm. Um, how confident do you feel in a Lakers championship if it's just LeBron, AD, Heald, DeRozan, and a bunch of filler? How confident? Yeah. I like, mean, more what? more confident than I am now. Sure. But of course. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very low bar, obviously. Um, I think they would be, they'd be up quite a bit higher than they are now. Obviously, with the injuries that they've suffered, I, I would guess they would be a playoff team, but I wouldn't peg them as the title favorites right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the ceiling, mm -hmm. right? Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you make moves to get as close as possible mm -hmm. to a championship, right? And I think, you know, given that core of players, you can make it definitely... You can make a solid argument that that's way better than what they currently have. It's just my concern is that all the injuries that we know about that have happened this season, um, Frank and his inability to really adjust, um, just a lot of other stuff. I, I, I don't personally feel too great about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe from that perspective, it's like, well, even if the Lakers should have signed DeMar, maybe it didn't matter in the long run. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that's just kind of a separate thing. But as far as what Magic said today, as a fan, it's it's really easy to get warped into that that narrative that the Lakers could have done all these things. Like I've got fans in my mentions all the time. Can you imagine if this was the Lakers yeah. roster and I look at him and I don't have the heart to tell him that, no, they couldn't do that because it's it's just I, I don't have the time to sift through mentions and explain salary cap to people i just don't um so i'm i hope people are tuning in and learning something today you can't just have every player in the world on your team salaries and and structure matter i, I blame i blame the rams <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who had just signed bobby wagner to a nice deal that's right way. that's right i'm up uh, uh, the, the folks over at Rams Newswire, go check us out. We're pretty psyched. That's over right. Here. That's right. The, the Rams. Well, we all know what the T-shirt said about about picks and uh, and the Rams. Yep. Believe so. People get used to the Rams, and then they say, "Oh, well, the Lakers can just do the same thing." 
Uh, so the CBA has been set up to try to prevent the Lakers from doing that sort of stuff. But in any event, the bottom line is that all of this is occurring within this horrific crash of a season. This just this, yep. this fireball that's that's just torched Lakers fans, and now we're getting the the finger pointing. The who's to blame? And this isn't the end of it. This is just oh, the beginning. God. This we're is just the beginning. So There's going to be more. There's going to be more in terms of now taking this blame and distributing it. And the narrative coming out of this season, it's going to be important. And now we've already got an early shot, an early salvo here where it's being put out there that this is on the front office, that they had other opportunities, that they could have been great, and they just made the wrong choices. And not all of that is incorrect, but Magic did put out some information today that that was indeed actually inaccurate and i think it's important that we that we note that because otherwise this narrative can shift in a way that maybe it shouldn't right people putting extra blame in one particular place i think there's plenty of blame to go around i think we're going to talk a lot about where exactly it goes but i think it needs to be done in an accurate way rather than blaming a certain group or person for something that they couldn't actually physically do something that that wasn't possible yeah, I mean, the only thing I want to throw on top of this is that everyone loves to be right. <laughs> um, and it's really easy for someone like Magic to step in when he has, you know, technically no uh, professional affiliation with the team mm -hmm. as far as working in the front office and saying, yep, hey, look, guys, I'm going to make myself look better here. Uh, look at me. I'm talking. I'm Magic Johnson. Um, it's always a fun time at the end of the season when Magic gets to do that. And then we get to come on here and talk about it. So, you know what? I'm actually going to thank Magic for the content. So. Shout out Magic Johnson for the assist. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Magic Johnson's victory lap essentially is what this what this was. I, and you have to wonder if Magic and Palinka, the falling out there, if that had anything to do with Magic wanting to, you know, shove a little extra dirt on uh, on the Lakers in the front office situation and what's gone on there. But regardless, again, there's going to be I think more of this of this coming. I will say Magic is always entertaining to listen to. He's interesting to listen to. He talks about basketball. He's very passionate. Everything like that. But when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the shots at the Lakers, the Lakers organization, they're just beginning because we're going to get a lot more of this as we get deeper and deeper into the offseason. And here I am looking at this as though we're already in the offseason. Technically, no, we still we still have basketball games left to play somehow, Matt. We do. And before we get off here, I do want to mention that uh, Magic Johnson does have a docuseries coming up. So maybe the timing of these comments are pretty targeted and intentional. That That is something that I had not thought of. But it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, maybe he's just excellent at timing. And it's just, you know, hey, look, I got a docuseries coming up later this month. Um, you guys should check it out. But before then, let me uh, let me go flame my old team for a little bit. Let me go. Let me go say all the things and uh, and get some attention. And then and that'll that'll help me out. Yeah. PR 101, Trevor. That's right. That's right. So what do you think? What's what's the solution here? For, for the Lakers heading in, like, how are they going to be able to deal with all of this? Like, there's going to be a lot of negativity coming out about the team. 
I mean, is there anything they can do? Just keep their head down and just keep moving forward and start preparing for next season? Because I think the 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 negative cloud surrounding this team is going to be it's going to be pretty thick. Yeah, I I kind of think it, it almost has shades of uh, the 2019 offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Before the AD trade. Um, LeBron had just got hurt. Lakers missed the playoffs. No, like everyone was piling on. It kind of feels like that. So I think the best course of act. I mean, that's all you really can do, right? I mean, we're going to get finger pointing. Um, each side's going to want to tell their story mm-hmm. and, and get the narrative out there. But uh, I think once the summer rolls around, like around June or so, when everyone's focused on the playoffs, I think the Lakers are just going to have to, you know, hit the drawing board and figure out a way to dig themselves out of this. Um, and then for she's, uh, selfishly, I hope they just hire people like me and you to work for them, um, you know, turn the season around. We're, we're so good at this, right? Because everyone thinks we work for the team already. You want to make Plus, you want us to be well, first of all, if we did work directly for the team, we wouldn't be able to talk about like 80% of the things that we that we talk about um, because it would be off limits true. and we'd be we'd be falling under tampering rules. So, I mean, that's there's a good sign right there. But what do you think? We could be the GM duo. We could bring your your optimism to the front office. I think we could we could fix that's this what thing. They need. We could turn it around. We can. We absolutely can. Um, I've been watching a lot of Winning Time on HBO. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I think I can come here and do a job with <laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> um, sorry, we're not sponsored by any of these series or anything, guys, but I just wanted to point it out. Uh, who knows, Trevor? Maybe maybe we're, we're, the, uh, we're the ingredients that are missing out of that front office. That's what it is. I'm, I'm convinced. That's what it is. Just need a little bit of Lakers Nation there, and uh, and we can turn this thing right around. Oh, it's a thought. It's going to be a long offseason. The Lakers are going to be very, very busy. There's going to be a lot to do. There's going to be a lot of negativity. There's going to be a lot of negative publicity going out about them. That's going to be something to watch. Then we're going to have the draft. We're going to have a lot of moves, I think, made in free agency as they tear this thing down and try to figure out what the team's going to look like next season. I think it's going to look very, very different than the one right now. But Lakers Nation, give me your thoughts in the comments section, whether you're over on uh, Apple Podcasts, put in the reviews, or if you are on YouTube in the, the comment section below, let us know your thoughts on what Magic Johnson said and the Lakers ultimately going with Russell Westbrook instead of DeMar DeRozan. And then, as I mentioned, opted to not trigger a hard cap and then essentially hard cap themselves by not signing Alex Caruso after that. Ouch. It's been a rough time. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.